It's sailor business, Serena. Moon Podcast Escalation! Welcome to Sailor Business. My name is Jordan D. White. I'm Chris Sims, and this is the podcast where we watch every single episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and break it down for your listening enjoyment. Uh, This week, we are joined by a very special guest uh, returning from last week's episode for hopefully something that will not take another four hours (laughs) is our good friend, Betty Fellin. Betty, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. Now, uh... We talked about your your history with Sailor Moon and your continuing history with Sailor Moon at the start of last week's episode. Uh, have you uh, have you watched Crystal yet? Yes, I have. Um, I I haven't watched today's episode, which is uh, the intro of Sailor Jupiter. Um, but uh, but I've I've been pretty much keeping up with Sailor Chris, Sailor Moon Crystal uh, since it started airing. Now we we have had some kind of divisive opinions about Crystal. So uh, what do you what do you think about it? Um, honestly, I, like, I understand the, the visual criticisms of the show. Um, and, and I think that that's kind of the point of, you know, even making the series, um, kind of making it so that it's not so, you know, super deform and, and 90s style anime, you know? But, um, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I just, I mean, we already have an amazing anime series that is pretty much perfect, and anything on top of that is like, you know, more, more to enjoy, you know? Um, I don't know. I, but, but I do think that the transformation sequence is kind of weird, uh, for, for a lot of them because they have those weird jelly CGI limbs, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. The, I've talked about this before. The transformation sequences and the opening are the things that I like the most about Crystal. Yeah. Because I think they, like, especially when Mercury gets into her single ladies pose, <laughs> that is that yeah. is the bomb. The poses look dope. It's just the the, the weird CGI thing. And, and from my understanding, it was something that they, that are at least that a lot of um, a- people who watch anime assume that it was from Pretty Cure because I believe that they used a lot of CGI in their transformations. So I... And since that was the thing that was, you know, really popular in the absence of Sailor Moon uh, over the past couple decades, like, I, I can see why they probably were drawn to doing that style. But I don't know. There's something about that original transformation sequence that I love so much where she's like galaxy print until the absolute end, you know? It's like, I don't know. There's, there's something about that original transformation sequence that's so, like, uh, I don't know. It's so... Like it, it always makes me really excited to see that. But like, I, I don't hate like this, the Sailor Moon Crystal transformation. It just that CGI just always throws me off. It's weird. Like they could have made it look like I think it would have looked infinitely better. You know? Yeah, I think the the uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I think you summed it up. I think that's a good <laughs> it's a good summary. I will confess, uh, this is my uh, apology to Usagi of the week. Uh, I am a few episodes behind oh. on, uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. 
Uh, and it is, it's, look, but it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Were you watching The Phantom Menace? Uh, no. <laughs> Three times? No, I was not. Uh, that, I don't even know what that is. That doesn't exist in this house. Uh, no, the, the thing is, I, uh, I watch Sailor Moon with my lady friend, and uh, she hates Crystal. <laughs> she has... She has completely turned on it. Like she hates the animation. She like it is so bothersome to her. She hates particularly the way Luna looks, which I can sympathize. Luna looks like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, underst- I don't understand the criticism of how Luna looks. I don't, I don't think she looks that weird. I mean, I, out of all the things to criticize, I don't think she. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look up some gifs of Luna right now. Yeah, Luna keep, looks keep like your eye on she. Her. Does- she has weirdly segmented. Yeah, she's, she ends up looking weirdly lumpy. Like, again, especially coming from the old show where I feel like they did a really nice job of drawing a cat. Like, Yeah. A, a really Luna always cat. looks really smooth uh, okay. and sleek in the in the original anime. But in Crystal, she's got those... It, it's like those uh, how-to-draw books where they like, draw, you know, a ball for the head, a ball for the shoulders, <laughs> and a, a ball for the hips. And they, like, just forgot to round them off. Like yeah. They forgot to connect them, so it's just like three giant basketballs that are <laughs> yelling at Usagi. Yeah, um, no, I, I don't think she looks that weird, but but I, I I mean I think a lot of the stylistic choices of Salem and Crystal can be very jarring, especially if you're so used to seeing the the '90s, you know, rounder, softer, more appealing looking, you know, animation back then. It just looks. I I will say like the Salem and Crystal, like it looks pretty. But ultimately, the 90s series is where my heart will always be because it has everything I like about just the art of animation in general. You know, like it has beautiful poses, but also has like funny, silly, super deform expressions, you know, it's and that's what I kind of like. That's what I've always liked about Sailor Moon. And this seems like they're like there are a couple instances where they do kind of go into like, you know, Serena does get kind of super deformed, but, you know, she doesn't really for most part, all the characters are long and wispy, you know? Yeah, I I would really like to talk to someone who has only seen Crystal and not yeah. seen the, the 92 anime or, or read the manga. Uh, yeah. I think that would be really interesting just to see what they think of it. Just not having, you know, not comparing it to one of the cornerstones <laughs> of anime. Right. Like, I mean, you know, I watched the, uh, on uh, the Movie Fighters podcast, which I do with Matt Wilson, we watched the uh, the live action Dragon Ball Z movie. And, oh yes, <laughs> and I like I watched Dragon Ball Z for like a month in high school, and that's it. So I had nothing to compare it to, and I was like, "Man, Dragon Ball sucks." <laughs> so I'm wondering, I'm wondering what what the reaction to Crystal will be. But uh, we'll have to get someone else for that discussion. Uh, this week we are going to be watching episode five of the '92 Sailor Moon anime, which is called "Scent of a Monster." Chanella will steal your love. Uh, you can, of course, watch this one on Hulu if you'd like to watch along with us. Uh, as of this recording, the new dub of the episode was not up yet. I think it will be by the time that you watch it. So if you yeah. enjoyed us uh, comparing the new dub, the old dub, and the subtitles in the last episode, which I'm sure everyone did, <laughs> uh, then unfortunately that one's not going to happen this time And there around. is no old dub of this show. Oh, so was this one... This one was yeah, cut out? Th- yeah, yeah, this wasn't an uh, U.S. I don't believe that this was a U.S. dub originally. Yeah, no, now, that's no really surprising because I would have thought this one would have been very easy. Like, it, there's nothing in this one that I would have thought would have been 
super problematic. No, no. The only thing is, the only thing is, I'm sure they would have cut out kicking Luna. Other than that, oh, oh no. Th- there's. I think I know why they cut this one up because what? Serena hits Sammy. She she, she, sm- she slaps, slaps her, her little. But yeah, you she know slaps what? Slaps him in the face again. Th- there's an episode later on where somebody slaps somebody and they just cut it. They just yeah, have, that's true. They just have the talking before and the talking after, and it's real yeah, obvious. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't have easily seen them, like, you know, using, wanting to have this episode because it is, like, all about cute things, and it seems like that's easily, you Especially know. comparing it to last week's episode, which... It's so much lighter. <laughs> yeah, you could have yeah, easily dropped that one. Where the societal problems facing teenage girls were a central theme. This one's about cute. <laughs> this one's the trouble with dribbles with Sailor Moon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because this one, I'm really surprised that this one was never brought over to America before now because it feels so familiar because there's a story like this in every cartoon. Like <laughs> yeah. there's always a yeah. story where there's something cute, that, like a, a cute new animal. Oh, it's, it's, it's exactly like that Powerpuff Girls episode. Yeah. You yeah, know, that, like that's what I was thinking of the whole time. I was like, oh yeah, this is like the Powerpuff Girls episode. So. There's, I mean, there's, there's, uh, Power Rangers episodes that are like this. Yeah. I think there's a GI Joe episode that's like this. <laughs> like, it is a very, like, it's a very, very common, like, superhero slash, you know, kids adventure show plot, which makes me really wonder, like, was it just because Luna gets kicked and, and Shingo gets slapped in the face? <laughs> like, they, they, they left in Umino taking pictures of Miss Haruna at the gym, <laughs> but we can't get Shingo getting five across the eyes. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, are you guys ready to go ahead and start in with the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, our hero is, once again, Yusagi Tsukino. Uh, she's a cancer. Her blood type is O. Birthstone is a pearl. She's a bit of a klutz. Uh, some people might say she's a little emotional. <laughs> right, that's fair. And uh, today, she is uh, dealing with a uh, an infestation of vaguely cute things. <laughs> yeah, they're not actually that cute. Oh, they're so cute! What, what are you talking about? They're kind of, look, they're like a like a here, here's a little, here's a little Star Wars reference for Jordan since Aww. he loves Star Wars so much and doesn't love Sailor Moon anymore. <laughs> they're like banthas with fangs. <laughs> nah, they have evil eyes, and I'm they, not just saying giant, that because they hypnotize you, just, but they are angry-looking like evil eyes. <laughs> they are like the worst qualities of of rabbits. Yes, and like. And like uh, Shih Tzu's. They are colored prettily. <laughs> they, they are light colored and they are fluffy. That's where the they, cuteness ends. Because they, they don't need which is to great. be cute. I love them because they look like something someone evil would design trying to end up on cute. Yeah. Like, they, they look like <laughs> someone trying to create something cute and winding up at sinister as hell. Because, well, because like I said, you, you, they don't need you to... They don't need to be really genuinely cute. They need to be cute enough that you get close, and then you look them in the eyes, and then you're you're it's too late. But you, but yeah. you actually think they're cute, Betty? Yeah, I think I think they're I think they're pretty cute. I mean, I don't think they're as cute as Luna. Um, Good. But 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 I think that they're very interesting looking. They actually um, look a lot like the Senrio jewel pets, um, which I don't which like those either. They they're so cute. <laughs> I do not like the jewel pets. Oh man, they're so cool. <laughs> The problem with Sanrio uh, is that they started with the cutest thing, and then so everything else, like they can't, like they can't top it. Like mm. <laughs> they cannot top it. So everything else just looks they, kind of. They are suffering from that problem in Paranoia Agent, where they can't create another cute thing, and so everyone just goes a shit. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> that's that's basically the plot of Paranoia Agent. <laughs> so, uh, so this episode Usagi? this episode starts very differently because it doesn't start with Usagi screaming and waking everyone up. It starts with Shingo screaming and waking everyone. Up. Yes. <laughs> And, and that happens because, because, yeah, because Luna is in his bedroom and he is apparently incredibly afraid of cats. Which is, which is, we- I mean, I don't, I don't like cats. Okay, uh, well, I am, I am allergic. And also oh, I, okay. I, I'm not a, a, a pet person. I don't like, again, the most I have ever been yelled at on the internet was when I said that. Uh, I'm not ch- taking anyone's cats away. <laughs> oh, I've, I, I've heard people who say really bad things about cats. So, so far you're all right. There's a uh, there's a great uh, I was watching uh, Going Deep with David Reese, which is great an amazing show. show. Great show. Uh, and there's an episode where uh, he's trying to learn how to make eye contact with people, <laughs> and they tell him to try a dog, and he just looks at, like like somebody asks him, "Do you have a dog?" And he just looks at them and goes, "I don't cohabitate with animals." <laughs> <laughs> like like that is that is my exact state of being. Uh, yeah. So my question is this. Why is Luna in Shingo's room? Well, as she discusses later, she was out late working and made a mistake and just, like, took a wrong turn. Well, that's it's super weird, though, because <laughs> Luna's, like... Now, that makes perfect sense to me. Luna is a cat. But uh, you and Juliet blew well, but, my mind a couple weeks ago by telling me Luna was actually a people. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. It's very unclear. It's very unclear. Because they definitely, during some of the flashbacks to the to the... And again, later on, during some of the flashbacks to the Moon Kingdom uh, thousands of years ago, they do show Luna as a cat. So that does imply she was a cat back then. In addition, I'm also really unclear how Luna got here, by which I mean, (laughs) I mean, these are big spoilers for like what happens later. So I don't know if we should be discussing them, like what the origin of Sailor Moon is. Okay, let's let's. Let's save that. All right. So then let's save it. Let's save it. It's weird. And I don't so, understand so exactly. I, how it I, I, By I the just, way, thank I you for tweeting honestly... pictures of jewel pets at me. No. Oh, let's see. <laughs> you should, you should include that in the show notes. <laughs> uh, so oh, look at that. you were saying, well, well I, I think, I think that, uh, like Luna was just genuinely tired and she probably just like accidentally went to, Sammy's room instead of going to Serena's room. I, I think I think it makes sense. And also, um, also what was Luna out working late on? <laughs> Did you job? watch this episode? These are all conversations that were explicitly had. What's wrong with you? Okay, I may have been <laughs> playing video games while I rewatched this. That movie. was what. That was exactly what Usagi says. What were you working on? Catching mice? And she goes, "Don't be ridiculous." I was. <laughs> I was looking for the for the prince the moon princess, duh, which made my oh, really? wife laugh at her she because she was looking the, the wrong princess. place. Exactly. Does she have one <laughs> picture of the moon princess? Because no. that might solve things pretty neatly. She's just walking around, going, "Is that no? Mm-hmm, no." <laughs> I don't so, know. I don't know how that worked. Or she's at the you know arcade playing uh, video games. That'll tell her. I don't know. All I know is she was out working late. So Sammy is definitely afraid of this cat. <laughs> And we finally get to have, like, the moment where they go, oh, yeah, you have a cat with you all the time. Uh, is this a thing? Like, like, I what's like going- her dad. Her dad, like, instead of going, hey, do we have a cat now? <laughs> this cat's like, your friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the proper question to ask is, do we have a cat now? Like, did yeah, you I like the, a like cat the fact home, that not was- is that cat your friend? <laughs> yeah, like- I like the fact that he was like, "Oh, this person who hangs out here is—is is that your friend?" It's like he 
like it's not like the cat just appears sometimes and then leaves. It's the cat lives there. The cat is with <laughs> so, her all the time, incl- usually yeah. including like school and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and she and this is where she asks uh, if they can keep Luna, right. which uh, again. Luna's been living there. This is... I, I don't know how long this is in the timeline of the show. I know that it doesn't... I, I know that the show is not in real time. <laughs> like, it's not... Like, a week in, in our time does not equal a week on the show. But this is clearly a significant amount of time yeah. that has passed that Luna has been living in the house. And whether whether Luna is magical or not, presumably shedding and, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, doing cat things that I don't want to get into. Probably needing food, yeah, you know, all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, like, this is a... This is something the family uh, should know about. Uh, one other interesting thing about the scene uh, that I like, uh, Usagi drinks coffee with her breakfast, uh, which seems so strange to me. I know, I know, like, more... Like, my mom teaches eighth grade, and she talks about her students, like, coming into class with coffee, which I think wow. is weird. I didn't drink coffee until I was 28, uh, which I know that's equally weird. <laughs> like, that, makes, that makes me the weirdo. No, well, no, it's not that weird. Coffee is an acquired taste. Most of the time, you taste coffee when you're young, and you go, why would anyone drink that? Yeah, and then you realize you can put uh, sugar in it later. <laughs> like, you can put as much sugar as you want, because you're an adult, and no one can stop you. Uh but I, I think it's funny, like, I think it's interesting that Usagi drinks coffee with breakfast, and that she has, like, everything she owns has a bunny on it. Oh, yeah. Everything. Which, uh, is, which as we all know, uh, is her name. They her committed name is to that. Usagi. It means rabbit. They committed uh, to that, for sure. I, yeah, I just love that everything, like, her bed sheets have bunnies on them, her coffee cup, like, her school stuff. Like, I love that, because everything she owns is monogrammed. But with a picture, like with a cartoon <laughs> rabbit, yeah, which I think is funny. It's so cute. They had I love a, that on the the live stream party of the uh, the Sailor Moon dub launch. They had uh, they were on a, on a couch. They had a giant pillow of the bunny rabbit that's on all her dialogue, like the the little. Uh, little character of a rabbit that yeah. uh, Naoko oh, yeah. Takeuchi Yeah, she always like signs it with. Yeah, they had a giant pillow of that. I'm like, oh, I kind of oh. want that. I kind of so want cute. it. Oh, man, like, like I think would be cool, like, Sailor Moon merch would be, like, a plain white shirt with just that bunny on it. Like, that'd be so dope. I, I would love that. I feel like they should sell... Like, I'm always, always weirded out by the things you don't get from... Uh, you know, comics publishers and, and like video game publishers and uh, and like cartoons. Like you never get the stuff the characters have, which I right. think would be so simple. Like you, yeah. never, Like they should like make the bunny stickers that you can put on your pencil case. Could, they would, should make the. Do you think people would buy? Clock. Yeah, yeah, like well, sure. Do you think people would buy the 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 the, the moons and bunnies uh, pajamas that she wears? Uh, I would they- buy the moons and bunnies <laughs> pajamas. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that, that they have that fa- like someone made that fabric on Spoonflower so people can make their own nice their own like pajamas or their own spreadsheets or not spreadsheets bed sheets <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to look like uh, Serena's uh, bedding. It's super super cute. Um, but no, um, I actually I follow this Tumblr called Sailor Civilian. It's like one of my favorite Tumblrs right now. It's basically like they go through each episode and show you what they're wearing when they're not transformed. And it's really cool because it's so it captures what's so charming about the 90s series, which is all their outfits that they're wearing when they're not senshi. And it's like 
super cute. And they show like what everyone else is wearing, including the villains when they're not in their negaverse uniforms. And they show like all the like, you know, what Molly's wearing. And um, I remember Serena having this uh, uh, orange overalls outfit (laughs) that she wears a lot. Uh, Yeah, like it's it's just all these really cute like uh, outfits. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of them do very they do dress accordingly to the scout they are. Not in as not as obvious as way as like you know uh, Power Rangers do, but but a lot of them have like really cute, subtle like logo shirts or something. Yeah, like um, like Jupiter is like Jupiter always wears pants because she's yeah, so yeah. tall. Exactly, and and even when she wears skirts, like it's always with kind of like a button up shirt that looks like really cute, you know. But it's like but still looks very like masculine and feminine at the same time, you know. Yeah, one of the things that I. I like about uh, anime a lot, even though I've, you know, I, we talked uh, uh, last week about uh, Betty being done with anime at a certain point, and I, I certainly hit that point uh, myself entirely due to Love Hina. <laughs> when yeah, I realized, Lo- like, Love Hina sucks. Oh, wait, I hate this. I hate all of these people. <laughs> I hate what's going on. I want them to die. So I am going to stop reading all manga for 10 years. Uh, I really like, um, particularly in Sailor Moon, because it's some you know something that I noticed when I was watching it as a kid. Uh, American cartoons, everyone has their standard outfit that they wear. Uh, it, you know, especially uh, even like the high end American cartoons, um, like it, like I would say Batman the animated series is kind of a, a pinnacle of mm-hmm. uh, of Western animation. And even then, you only see like anytime Bruce Wayne shows up, he's in that mustard yellow double-breasted suit, which, by the way, <laughs> is great. But uh, you know, he has his standard outfit. Um, oddly right. enough, the X Men cartoon from the '90s, which is, I, I would go ahead and guess, significantly lower budget than Batman the Animated Series. Beast gets a lot of different outfits. Nobody else does, but only Beast <laughs> gets civilian clothes, which is super weird because he is like mostly naked yeah, most of the time. That's super weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really love that in every episode of Sailor Moon, uh, you see them in clothes. You see them in and, like you know different outfits, like and you see yeah. them in Gem too. Which oh, absolutely, uh, and, and I think <laughs> you know they, they, yes, Chris. Well, Gem had a. Uh, standard outfits for uh for Jerrica and and the other characters but they they do change a lot of clothes but that was a show in which fashion was a one of four themes <laughs> the others being <laughs> glamour glitter and fame oh well, there you go uh but yeah like i really love the commitment to showing all of the characters in in sailor moon in yeah. different outfits which is weird cuz they don't have to like these are all characters who go to schools that require uniforms. <laughs> right. Yeah, well I think I think that had a lot to do with Naoko's like affinity for fashion design. Like she was obsessed with designers. She she wanted to create the show and she was like, Well, I really like fashion. So I wanna make sure that my characters look very cute and high fashion y. And, and even even a lot of the villains, like as we get to the later seasons, they a lot of their outfits are from Haute Couture, like actual like collections. Yeah, I've seen um, those. Uh, I've seen those side by sides on Tumblr yeah with, of uh, like the runways and then the actual Black Moon Clan. You know, like all of them are from different designers and like 
you know, in a lot of the art books, she, she would draw the senshi wearing these glamorous gowns. And oftentimes you were like, Oh, that's actually Chanel. Like that's, or she got that from like, you know, this other designer. It's like, it's really, it's really cool to kind of see that much attention to detail and that she's clearly also having fun with the, with the overriding themes of, well, Usagi is a bunny. So <laughs> let's go full out with this bunny theme, you know? Did you guys know that I just now got that uh, Usagi's hair is supposed to kind of look like bunny rabbit ears? <laughs> did, you, did you know that I <laughs> just got that when you said she's a bunny? You know, I, I didn't realize that when I was little, but yeah. I, I did realize that when I would like look at her and be like, oh, that hairstyle is very weird, you know? But yeah, no, totally. It's actually funny because so as, as a person who wears big bows a lot, I've been getting a lot of people who think that I'm wearing cat ears all the time. But today, um. someone called me a bunny. And I was like, soggy, please. <laughs> 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 I was like, nah. <laughs> now, did the... Uh, I, I had always assumed that when, when I saw the side-by-side pictures on Tumblr that the runway fashions were inspired by Sailor Moon. Is it the other way around? It's it's the other way around. So the, um, the designs for the villains are just straight up lifted from runway shows? Yeah. That's and, kind and, of amazing. And when you think about, I mean, I, we're kind of skipping ahead, but when you think about the theme of the Black Moon Clan, they're all fashion makeup obsessed. Yeah. Like they were, they were very, they were almost like villainous models. That's what they were. And I think that's kind of, a cool theme, especially for back in the nineties where a lot of, and like, this was the, you know, one of the biggest magical girl animes to then have, you know, a whole pack of these like models who are trying to ruin your, like, you know, ruin your <laughs> life. You know, We're, we're talking like, about Catsy Birdie, Avery and Prisma, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and, and they're all, you know, they all have these very, you know, high fashion outfits that were based off of real high fashion. So I think that's really, and, and, and then also like, you know, when you look at their, all, every, all the Sailor Scouts' casual wear, it's just all so, it's, it's so, it almost feels like you're looking at a lookbook. Like every, every ish episode <laughs> you see, you're like, oh, they all have their like cute outfits. It almost feels like this is what they wear for springtime. This is what they wear for summertime. You know, <laughs> it's it's really I don't know. It just it's fun. It's just so fun to look at. You know, because I think that especially in Western animation, like a lot of the cartoons we grew up with, everyone had a set outfit. Everyone right. had a set, you know, theme. But it seemed like Sailor Moon was that was the fun of it that they could play around with fashion and appearances because. In a transformation-based animation, why why not? You know, why not have more variety in visual? You know, and that's why it's kind of fun when she does have the Luna pen. You know, <laughs> yeah. The, we talked about the Luna pen a lot and how much I love the Luna pen. The Luna pen is great. It's it's hilarious. Again, I, my only problem with the Luna pen is that it vanishes, and I, I we yeah. already, but we've already discussed it. <laughs> So it's, uh, it's basically her having uh, cutie honey and gem powers, right? You yeah. know, yeah. Like- she <laughs> totally rips off cutie honey just for a couple episodes and then doesn't ever do it again. Yeah. I, have a, I have a very narrow set of things I like. I guess like everything I like overlaps. Do you like cutie honey as well? I, I actually do like cutie honey. Cutie honey was one of my um, in my in my teen years I, for obvious reasons. Why probably. would you? Why would you like it? I don't get it. No, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's fun. Yeah, it's a great theme it's song. Fun. It's a great theme song. Yeah, it's a great. Actually, that theme song I, I, is great. I love. Oh, that it's theme one song. of my favorites. Have you guys ever seen the live action? Yes. Honey movie. It's. 
I, I cosplayed as um, Honey Kasaragi in her work uniform when I was like in late high school. Yeah, the the, movie, <laughs> the movie's bananas. We did I've we did that one on Movie Fighters it. too, and it was one of the best. Uh, it's so we had. it's so it's so cute because basically it's about how she needs friends. Maybe she has no friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am like friendship in superhero comics and superhero stories is a big theme with me. It's like a theme of <laughs> things that I really, really like. Uh, as I find as I get older, my tastes get narrower and narrower. <laughs> and so I just find more stuff to become obsessed with that matches up like gem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so we're but still anyway. in like scene one of this episode. <laughs> right. So they're walking down the street and uh, Oh, they have the conversation that, that you missed where where, she, right. where Serena asks about that. Well, and and here's why I don't remember it, because I was distracted because trying to figure out uh the moon princess moon pudding pun. I knew it. I knew oh, you were gonna say that. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that like I mean I, do they do they say moon pudinsu? Is that, is that uh, let's, let's see, I actually have the scene pulled up right now. Uh -oh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying. I can't remember what the Japanese is. Yeah, she says, "Uh, well, here is the here is a thing that is super dumb." Okay. She says, "Uh, Moon Princess." So she says, "Uh, she says Pudinsess." Mm -hmm. She also says, "Sukino Pudinsess." Like, oh yeah, we're looking for Princess Sukino. <laughs> she says this to Yusagi Tsukino. <laughs> no one gets this for like a year. No one figures it out. Yeah, I, I think I think the pudding uh, pun was just say, uh, like Serena just being like a dummy, being like, "Oh, did you say pudding?" <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, and we just have to accept that somehow this whole process Swiss cheese their brains like quantum leap, and they don't remember for some reason. <laughs> That she, even Luna, who basically knows everything about everything that went on, still doesn't somehow know that she's the Moon Princess. It's like it's it's even it's even more on the nose than the American dub, where they're like, "Yeah, we're looking for Princess Serenity." I wonder who Princess Serenity is. Do you know who Princess Serenity is, Serena? <laughs> you know, do you know who Princess Root Word is? No, nope. uh, but like to actually say the same name. So, yeah, we're looking for a Tsukino princess. Where's Tsukino princess? Uh, uh, Tsukino-san. Poor Luna. Uh, Speaking of poor again, Luna. Oh, go ahead. You, oh, you go first. Ahead. I said once again we get Queen Barrel just working that crystal ball. Oh. Swirling her hands as hard as I think possible. That, that's the only, uh, aside from the transformation sequences, I think that might be the only really recycled animation He-Man style. Because I'm pretty sure it is the same shot in every episode. The, the, the close-up of Queen Barrel just, like, working that crystal ball. <laughs> Whatever she is doing to it that I do not know. Just reeling in the energy. Just reeling it in. It's just, just you know, <laughs> just keeping it going. Keeping her Tai Chi going. Um, but I was going to say, speaking uh, of Luna, this is a really great Luna episode because we we also have the scene there. So they're walking, and uh, they walk by a pet shop. A pet shop. A, a real pet shop. Not the, not oh, the, yeah. the other one. Uh, a, a pet shop called Pet Shop Rope, apparently. <laughs> and they see a real they see a tiny little kitten and people are going oh it's so cute it just licked my hand and luna goes so that's how you do it <laughs> so luna learning how to be cute from a, a kitten which is pretty awesome because then so she will weird. use it later in the episode i am 
very uncomfortable with that. Like, it makes less sense to me that Luna is not a cat than Luna just being a full-on magical talking cat. I, I, she's got it, but she is also a cat. She really is. She is also a cat. I don't think she is a person who got well, turned into a cat. Well, no, what it is is that she's a cat, but she has, but she is granted the ability to transform in that one movie. Right. Um, but they're not like people. They're they're like. How dare you? Talking cats. I, but, no, but I, I really do. I think she's right. I, I think in the Moon Kingdom, they are cats. Yeah. But they're not like cats because they are also super, you know, intelligent people. So they don't behave like cats, really. Except they sometimes do. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Under, like, we will. I will have to come to understanding gradually. It doesn't make a ton of sense. And again, when we get to the origin, we can talk about how little sense it makes, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, is this the first time uh, Queen Beryl's conversation with Jedi, is this the first time that they really talk about the great leader of the Dark Kingdom? They've mentioned it before, but yeah. I, I know they mentioned in the first here. episode in the dub, uh, the new dub, a lot, because I mm-hmm. watched the first episode of that. But I didn't remember them mentioning it in the subs. I think they did. Are I'm you, pretty sure they did. Are you eating pork buns right now, Bethany? Is that what I'm doing? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I realized that I really close to the episode. Oh, is it, is it cannibalism? <laughs> but she can't throw it at you is the problem. Yeah, I know. I'm safe. Uh, yeah, I realized that that was really gross. I shouldn't just be, like, chewing next to the <laughs> No. Jordan, yeah. do they talk about in the in the American dub, the original American dub? Do they talk about the the great the great leader? No, in this one because no. I I There's remember no, she's the queen. She's Queen Beryl. She's the queen of everything. Yeah, I remembered from watching it when I was younger that Queen Beryl's the final boss. Like yeah. she is. Like until they get around to destroying Queen Beryl, like they don't know that there's anything beyond her. Yeah, uh, uh, totally, totally true, and it, it does get. Well, I mean, it'll get, you'll see. It gets weird at the end of the season. But yeah, no, there's absolutely no indication that Queen Beryl works for anybody in the American version of it. She's just Queen Beryl. She's the, the, and to be totally honest with you, I don't really know why you need it, even yeah, in the like, Japanese one. It's kind of superfluous. It, it really does. It really does feel like that. Like they, they've got the Dark Kingdom, they've got an evil queen, they've got the Moon Kingdom, they've got the Moon Princess. Like that seems like a good formula. And I'm wondering. If they changed it for the American dub just to simplify it, or if they didn't know how much of Sailor Moon they were going to bring over, like That's if they like if Sailor Moon had flopped in America, then they wouldn't have left a there wouldn't be indications of a plot thread that sure. was never going to get resolved. Sure, that makes sense. I, I probably a little bit of both. I mean, no, but that's the thing. Even in a even again, as we watch the Japanese one, I really don't. I don't think it would have made a difference if she never mentioned that that there's somebody she answers to like we would get it. You know what I mean? Like if somebody shows up later and you find out they're more powerful, you'd go, Oh, I get it. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of like how like in the later seasons there, there are other villains, you know, it's like, okay, it's not like, Oh, how dare like queen barrel never mentioned these people, you know? (laughs) Yeah. They just show up in a power (laughs) ranger style. You know, Lord Zed shows up. He's, he's the new guy. Uh, we did not talk about, by the way, uh, the new dubs, uh, Umino voice. Oh yeah. He sounds, he sounds less of a dweeb, but just more kind of just like annoying. He just sounds more annoying. He sounds, he sounds like a burnout. He sounds like a, yeah. like, he sounds like a surfer slash stoner who is also a super nerd. And, uh, 
I think it was, it might've been Juliet, uh, who mentioned it on Twitter last night, uh, or it might've been my friend, uh, Aaron Gladstone. I think they were both watching the stream, um, that, uh, it's Umino's cool guy voice. And I kind of <laughs> like the idea that it's him affecting a voice, like try, you know, trying to be, trying to affect this voice to seem cooler around his crush is, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like watch that new dub for Umino's cool guy voice. It is even more jarring than uh, non-British Luna and non-Brooklyn Naru. <laughs> I, I just love the classic Brooklyn Naru and uh, and that classic Melvin voice. They're just like, oh, Serena. So- <laughs> oh, Serena. Come to my mom's jewelry store. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I think just Melvin just like, Melvin's old voice was cute. It was just cute and nerdy, you like? know? Just, like, so... He just sounded like such a dweeb, you know? Hey, Serena, there's a thing going on. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's it's just really... I, I just think that they are both so endearing because they, they were just so characteristically... Like, it worked for them, you know? Like, like you know, even though it's an inexplicable... Brooklyn accent. I, I, like, I, I, like I kind of thought up an explanation for it. Oh, let's hear it. I okay, yeah, I have my own explanation. But go on. Uh, well, Naru's full name is Naru Osaka. Yes. Uh, the uh, Osaka slash Kansai accent. Yes. In, in manga and anime, is often translated as one of two things, uh, because it's a very distinct accent. So it's either translated as uh, New York slash Jersey. Like it is in the Azumanga Dayo manga, or it is translated as a southern accent, like it is in uh, the Azumanga Dayo anime, <laughs> or yeah, in uh, exactly. Excel Saga, also. Yeah, well, so I have a friend who actually lives in Osaka, and she was explaining to me about how, like, that's totally, like, and she, she, she's always liked Molly, and she grew up in the U.S., but she was like, oh, I always like Molly because she's so, like, that, that was just such a weird accent, but... When she moved to Osaka, she was like, and she didn't realize that her full name was Naru Osaka until like later on. She was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense as to why they made her have a distinct American accent. And the most major distinct American accent you can have is Brooklyn or Jersey, you know? And I'm like, yeah. And, and she, and she always says that like Osakans, like they definitely have like a very, very crass, you know, they are basically the Jersey of, of like Japan in terms of the dialect, you know? Does she have and that I'm dialect like, in the show? I, 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 I didn't realize it in the dubbing. Um, maybe because I, I'm just like, like, I don't know. I, I noticed that in the dubbing, the only voice I noticed the most is Luna's voice because I think that I can deal with the fact that Luna doesn't sound old in the dub, uh, not dubbing, the, the Sub. subbing. Um, so the original Japanese voice for Luna, I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds different. But I, I didn't notice if her, if Naru's voice sounds any more or less obnoxious. But <laughs> the fact that her name is directly Naru Osaka sure. in a world where the Moon Princess is <laughs> <laughs> good point is named is named Bunny Moon. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that it wasn't a complete accident, you know. Sure. So, yeah. So, uh, they go through their school day. Um, Usagi and, uh, and Naru talk. No oh. one ever does any studying in their school because that would be boring <laughs> to watch. And then the best thing, uh, 
you find uh, Luna is waiting outside the elementary school, and Luna ambushes Shingo with cuteness. She, oh, so cute! She learns she learned from the kitten that you that licking things is cute. So she jumps on his shoulder and licks his face, and it is adorable. And he spazzes out because he's still afraid of cats. But then he uh, I, gets to meet I cute with a girl with uh, with. Shingo in this, because again, as someone who does not like slash is allergic to cats, I would lose my mind if a cat <laughs> just jumped on my shoulder and licked my face. But then he gets to meet <laughs> cute with a girl because of it. Mm-hmm. He gets to blush and be all, uh, uh, you know, embarrassed and. Wait, he get, he gets a little he gets a little plot. Yep. So uh, the uh, classmate uh, takes him to pet shop perfume. <laughs> Which is uh, amazing. And again, like, I love how blatant they are with the references, like, and how fashion they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because they, they're these little animals that smell like perfume who are named Chanelas. Yep. (laughs) Which, again, you cannot get more on the nose than that. And they are, they are, uh, as as we discussed earlier, they are, they are ostensibly cute. (laughs) And... He gets up They're close to one. They're cute and, enough. They yeah. look terrible to me. They look like they would just be like other little hairballs. It would be impossible to clean up after them. He gets up close to one, and uh, it gives it gives him the hypno eyes, and he immediately. Well, I was going to say buys it, but he takes it, and they go. But it's probably going to be so expensive. And she says, "You can pay me whenever you like." And they're like, <laughs> "Cool!" And they take them. Yeah, like, oh man, here's these new animals that we've never seen before. It's a new kind of animal. Uh, that's that's fine. Uh, again, uh, uh, these like people he- deserve it. <laughs> well, look, look, Chris. If someone were to go up to you tomorrow and was like, "Hey, I saw this new pet store. You should come with me because I think you'd be interested." And for whatever reason, you go with them. And it's all real Pokemon. And they're like, hey, we're not going to charge you for these because you're Chris Sims. You you would take at least one of them. Well, look, look. (laughs) First of all, of course I would. Yeah. Second of all, all, of course they're going to give it to me free because I'm Chris Sims. (laughs) I am way more famous than Shingo, especially (laughs) in in the Pokemon sphere. I used to love those Chris versus Pokemon articles you wrote and just rip it on them those oh yeah the like best. the funny thing is like i wrote i wrote the first one of those as a punishment for my readers <laughs> so i was like uh f all y'all i'm just gonna do what i want to do tonight and like they ended up really liking them which is how it always goes mm-hmm. um third of all i've seen pokemon i know what pokemon like if i go into a pet store and, and there's like a pikachu there i'm familiar with pikachu I know, like, I, but, I know his powers, so I know say, what he evolves say, into. But say, like, it looks like, you know, a real-life version of what Pokemon would look like. You know, like, not not as, you know... It's not a real cartoony. Pokemon, but it's like here's a Pokemon. What I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say, that's really cool. What is that? How did is you do it? Is it a dog? Is and it then a what cat? If, what if they're like, it's a Chanela? <laughs> And I'm going to, like, that is going to make me, I am going to ask questions that no one asks in this show. Right. No one ever once goes, okay, but, like. Because as soon as that? they get close, they get hypnotized. 
Yeah, they, they don't even they don't even want to ask. They're just like, oh, my God, this is just so cute. They're literally hypnotized by how cute it is. Uh, yeah, I just I still think it's weird. Um, my, but then we get my favorite scene of the episode. Sims, yes. you you got hypnotized at that SH figure arts booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but I know what Sailor Moon is. I, I know what Hello Kitty is. I'm familiar. <laughs> And they, made, all, all they made like me pay a you, lot. Like behind you, all all your figurettes are glowing red eyes. <laughs> I just yep. turned to look, and now I'm freaked out. <laughs> now I can never go in my office again. Thanks. <laughs> sure. Uh, so we get my. Uh, oh, it, I I did ask on Twitter. Uh, someone did just say that Naru does have an Osaka accent in the original anime. Oh, okay. okay. So that explains why she was a uh, super Brooklyn. Oh, Serena! <laughs> uh, I love it. So this uh, the the pet store visit, the visit to pet store perfume, is uh, immediately followed by my favorite scene in the episode, and one of my favorite scenes so far in the show. I gotta say, which is where uh, Shingo and his uh, new friend are walking down the street and they are just oh. staring at the, their Chanelas and there is an actual super <laughs> cute puppy. Like oh, the, that dog was so cute. And it's so funny and so sad because there's like this like super cute real puppy that like is like runs up next to them and is barking all cutely and they won't even look at it and then the like the puppy looks so sad because well, it's also <laughs> it's, like starving because it's like digging through garbage looking for digging, food. Yeah, trash. It, it, yeah, it jumped out from garbage and it was the cutest, cleanest looking puppy ready to be adopted. Yeah, and so <laughs> that puppy dies. That puppy starves to death on the street because of, of the no, kingdom. Though I will say, I'm like, you know, we are going to go over this later, but uh, I'm glad that Shingo did not do something worse to that dog. Which yes. he does to Luna. I, w- I was kind of afraid he was going to kick it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because... Wait, like breakdancing? It's <laughs> <laughs> right next to the garbage. You just grab some cardboard. <laughs> you thought he was going to kick it? That, by the way, is my favorite joke from a uh, uh, the Mighty Skullboy Army uh, comic where uh, someone... like th- There's a gag where someone says, I want you to prove that you're evil. Uh, here's a puppy. I want you to kick it. <laughs> Okay, so you want me to kick it? Like breakdancing? Which is like, still my favorite. Anytime someone says the words kick it, that is like my favorite joke. It was great. Uh, great. But yeah, uh, so they are distracted from real life cuteness by the false cuteness of the Dark Kingdom. Uh, then we go back home to the Tsukino household, and uh, Usagi gets a little mouthy with, uh, with Luna. Oh, yeah, because uh, Luna says, hey, I tried to be super cute. And it didn't work, so Shit, I give up. Brother sucks, dude. I give up, and and she goes, "No, you can't give up. You're always telling me never to give up. You're not allowed to give up. You have a mission you to, to make him love you." <laughs> so then Shingo shows up at the door and goes, "Forget this cat. I've got a Chanella. This is the pet we're having. All other pets suck." And <laughs> <laughs> he really does. He's like, "It's not like, hey, we have a new pet now. It's hey, we have a new pet now. All other pets must die because yeah, then Luna." Because he- he, he basically, like, and and their parents are like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then he's like, no, you can't keep Luna, though. I don't want Luna. And it was like, he didn't solve their problem, which was whether or not they can keep Luna. 
Right, he just got another pet. Yeah, Luna runs up being cute, and he just kicks the crap out of her. He just gives her like a a, a Charlie Brown football kick, except she's actually there. And bam. I mean, it is it, it is it is a straight up World Cup soccer <laughs> kick. If anyone, yeah. out there, if anyone out there is familiar with uh, pro wrestling, it is a Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, <laughs> it is a boot. <laughs> and the thing is, like Luna is fine. Usagi loses her sugar. She <laughs> flips out. And even better than that, so Usagi's on the floor crying about this. What does Luna do? Did you notice? Uh, she comes over and pets her. <laughs> she licks her hand. Oh, does she? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's really great. That's so subtle. She comes over and licks her and reassures her. Yes, it's pretty She adorable. does. Oh, wow. I just watched it. She <laughs> licks her hand. The best. That's why Which, Luna's, Luna's awesome. I, I love, love her. She's so cute. What, what, uh, here, here's, here's, my, here's the Luna question. Uh, what, what color is Luna? Okay. I think that she's a dark indigo. Really? Well, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. I, I know. I know that she's. I know that she's black. But but look, <laughs> technically, Sailor Mars has black hair. Sailor Pluto has black hair. But they just have highlights that are purple and green, <laughs> so, respectively. What color is uh, Sailor Mercury's hair, though? Is Sailor it just- Mercury has blue. It's blue. It's just blue. blue. Okay. Okay. I just just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, it's legit. That's straight up blue hair. What color like, is Superman's hair? <laughs> Black. Black. There you go. Okay, good. Yeah. No, I, I, I think with Luna, I mean, I understand that, I mean, like, in canani- canonically, she's black, but the artist in me is saying, okay, well, I mean, if I were to make a Luna dress, it's not going to be black. It's going to be indigo blue. Hmm. It's kind of like the same thing with, in Kiki's delivery service, like, her dress is sometimes black, but sometimes dark blue. It's... It's See, not, I guess, I guess the, the the problem with the Luna thing is just that, like, I totally am on board for, and I understand the idea that she's black, but we can't, you know, in the same way that, like, like we talked about with comics, you know. Yeah, like you don't want to just, you know, do a big block of black, right? You know, especially since there are a lot of night scenes, you know. But it's that it's the fact that then when they transfer it to uh, real life, either through live action shows or through toy purple, and I go, wait, oh, but yeah. she's not purple. The Luna puppet in uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. It's full on purple. Yeah. yeah it yeah. is also a puppet. And the, the, the little stuffed <laughs> Luna I have over here on, on the table is, is just purple. I mean, it's a super cute toy, but it's purple. And I would be like, oh, you really should be black. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, uh, like I will say that if you had it, if, if it were black, you'd probably be like, oh, it doesn't look quite. That's something about it doesn't look quite right because it doesn't look like how it looks like on the show, you no. know? Although on the, the show, Luna she's not always the, the Luna that comes with the figure arts, the, the, the little toy Luna, is black. Nice. Yeah. See, on the show, she's not always purple. In fact, I would say most of the time, or at least the, I think of her as being most of the time kind of gray, right? Maybe. I'm yeah, like, I think kind of like a muted black, you know? Yeah. Like like a dark, maybe like a dark, dark gray, like dark purple tone gray, which is yeah. why I could see how she's, you know, mis- misconstrued as blue or Purple, I'm know? looking at all the screen caps on our on our on our website, and she's actually purple in all of those. But there you go. What you <laughs> yeah, she's like I wasn't gonna call you out on it. Uh, yeah, I'm wrong. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's just a function of again making it look better for the anime, uh, which I think I think a lot of what the '92 anime does is make 
and again, we talked about this before because I am not a huge fan of uh, Naoko Takeuchi's art. I, I mean, I am. I, I, I certainly like it, but you know, it's not my favorite style. Uh, and a lot of what is done on the anime is to make it look better for animation. Like the costumes are so yeah. You, know, you you don't get uh, Usagi's little eyebrow barrettes. Uh, the unit, like even her regular school uniform, is simplified. Uh, Tuxedo mask is simplified, even so. So, uh, but yeah, like it, the weird thing is, I'm flipping through volume one of the manga right now, and you would not think it would be this way. Uh, but Luna is solid black on a lot of these pages. There's like no, there's no uh, definition added in. She's just a solid black silhouette with you know eyes and the moon and whiskers uh, nice. and a mouth. Which is interesting because you very rarely see that in comics. There, there's always uh, either like you know dark gray so that you can see the the kind of underlying uh, musculature and get some definition of the shape. But no, she is like solid black in the on the page, which is pretty cool actually. It's very striking. yeah. Um, so after Shingo is freaking out like this, uh, it leads. Uh, is it? I think Serena figures it out, right? Oh no, because they go to school the next day. Yeah, and the- everybody has—not everybody. Lots of people have these um, these Chanelas, and they have brought them to school. And Serena and Naru are like, uh, "It's pretty." Cr- I mean, yeah, they are pretty cute. I'll, I'll give them that. But are they going to get in trouble for bringing them to school? Miss Haruna comes in, and I think you alluded okay, so, to this. So right before Miss Haruna comes in, I'm like, "Oh no, I hope that she doesn't have one." Also, absolutely. Like I thought she was. I thought she was going to come in with one in her hand also. Me too. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's what I thought. Yeah, it, it's amazing at this point that, that she doesn't. So she comes. This would, have been, this would have been three in a row. Right, right. Yeah. I, I totally thought that was going to be the case. She comes in and rather, and instead she does not have one and she's ready to get down to business. All the kids hide their, their Chanelas. And after uh, five seconds of not looking directly at their Chanelas, Spaz out going, I must look at my Chanel right now. <laughs> like they, they assault Haruna. They attack Haruna. Yes. They do. They do. They take out they take out their, their pets. Uh and the, yeah, they, they they attack her. They and then they just walk out. They just go, forget it, we're leaving. We're leaving with our pets because our pets are cooler than school. Uh, which is so weird. Like, <laughs> like these kids run the show. Oh, yeah. Like this no, turned yeah. into an episode of Saved by the Bell. A couple, no, a couple episodes. Melvin, uh, Melvin, no, <laughs> Umino and his oh, friends true. threw rocks through windows, and nobody got them in any trouble. Uh, <laughs> and, and like you know, flipped up his teacher's skirt. Well, she was too embarrassed to report that. But but the rocks through no windows, you can't avoid. Um, uh, we get a flashback of uh, Shingo kicking Luna in a slow motion, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he, cause he he gets high. He gets high on that foot. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying the Chanel got him high. And well, I mean, yes, <laughs> that is that is also accurate. But like Shingo, like good extension on that kick. Oh, uh, so that's her beautiful. figuring. Yeah, their flashback is her figuring out. Hang on, uh, these uh, things make people evil. Well, no, 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 no. This is what Serena does, or, or <laughs> this is what Usagi does. Okay, she goes, she goes, uh. The, Naru's like, man, th- you know, it's so weird that they're so obsessed with their Chanelas and uh, and everybody's like being so weird now. And Yusagi thinks, and she thinks about Shingo kicking Luna, like good extension, slow motion. And then she thinks about, apparently she saw him in his room staring at the Chanela while it was glowing. Oh, yeah. yeah and then it, it comes back to Yusagi and she goes, 
I wonder if it's related to the Chanel. <laughs> I wonder. Like, uh, yeah, good, good job. Good, good job, World's Greatest Detective. Aww. <laughs> so she goes to investigate, uh, and she goes to the shop, and she's looking at the Chanel's. Coincidentally, unshown to us before this, Luna has figured out the same thing, because Luna is there <laughs> at the shop already. Um, Luna's putting some legwork in in this episode. Well, she does. That's the, exactly it. She's doing work. That's why she's too tired to figure out what room she's in when she goes to bed. Yeah. So she... <laughs> So Serena gets too close to the Chanel and looks it in the eyes, despite Luna's advice not to. She gets hypnotized. She takes the Chanel. She's walking with the Chanel. Then we get to Luna takes matters into her own hands. Luna, as we've seen last episode, oh, is a badass. We get another appearance from uh, Memoru in between there. Oh, do, oh, do we? Yes. What, what <laughs> yes. I forget it. He's forget outside it. the pet store. What does he yeah, say? Just hanging out. Just hanging out outside the pet store frequented by even, children. And she even calls him out and is like, what are you doing? You're always at every place that I am at. And then <laughs> he says the same thing back to her. Like, how do you know that you're not always where I'm at? Yeah, I think we both are. That's the whole deal. Yeah. He is not there to buy a Chanel. He's just he, there to hang out and look at people. I guess he's there to investigate as Tuxedo Mask. But in at this point in the show, he doesn't know that he's Tuxedo Mask. So he is literally just like... Don't you have a home? Maybe he's, have just, <laughs> maybe he's just drawn to her no matter what. It's it's their destiny. <laughs> I can tell I convinced you. Wait, so is that before she gets the Chanel? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, that yeah, that's it, right before. She sees him and then he, like, he is a... Now, on the jerk scale, if, if, if last week was like a 10, because I was shouting about it... <laughs> Uh, this week is like a, like a three. He's just like a mild, like he's mildly unpleasant to her. He's back in his, he's back in his st uh, standard clothes in this episode. Yeah. He, he's yeah. back in his yeah. uh, the purple pit. Like again, the tuxedo completely unexplained. Nope. No, no. <laughs> like, never acknowledged last week. So, all right. So she gets the, like I said, she gets the Chanel. Luna jumps, steals the Chanel, snatches it out of her hands, jumps over a wall. Now here's what I want to talk about. We never see that thing again. I think Luna killed it. <laughs> I think Luna <laughs> jumped over that wall, did the like, I don't know if you've if ever seen cats play with toys and stuff, did the little head shake where she like breaks its neck and then like drops it somewhere. <laughs> because we never see that thing come back. It's done. It's out. Luna, Luna is hard. Luna is. <laughs> she makes the tough choices. Luna doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. <laughs> So I believe it. Uh, that's because because that's the other thing is that she snaps out of it, and I'm so I'm saying it has to die before she actually snaps out of it. So I think she kills it. That snaps uh, Usagi out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it looks like she just like grabbed it, went away for literally a minute, then came back, and I was like, did she just like throw it in the garbage? She takes it into the she takes it into the the bushes. Yeah, she like, takes it. She, kinda, she hides it from the sight of God. She, her deeds. <laughs> uh, or, I, or I also figured maybe she like hit it, and then also I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe she just gave it to that dog that was there. <laughs> but no, it is. It's that same Wouldn't alleyway. It be great where the if dog this episode was. did like if there was a parallel story in this episode and it's Luna teaming up with that dog. <laughs> oh, so like, the dog that, eats it. Is that what happens? You know, the streetwise. It, like they're a, they're a buddy cop comedy of like the streetwise <laughs> tough dog and uh, the the proper but uh but uh also tough cat have to team up to stop these new pets. 
Yes. <laughs> I would like I would actually be more interested in that than I am in this episode as I say like and, story. And, and and then the dog is just dealing with them by eating all of them. <laughs> yeah. He just he just I I I I like I don't it just looks like she just kind of threw it into a tree or threw it into bushes and then came back, you know? Like, there is a secret beast of burden. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, uh, nice. Th- 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 there's a hellmouth in, <laughs> in Crystal Tokyo. <laughs> so, uh, Usagi goes home, slaps the bejesus out of Shingo. <laughs> goes, it worked for Luna. Luna just snatched the thing away from me, so I, c- I can do that, too. Doesn't work at all. It is, it is a brutal slap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's... It's the slap heard around the house. Crystal Tokyo. No, this is just regular Tokyo. Like the slap heard around the house. <laughs> Crystal Tokyo is the future. Uh, but yeah, like again, we talked about this in, in last week. We very rarely see uh, Usagi doing any kind of physical violence. She really gets into physical alterations. Like she uses her power. She uses the the tiara. Well, but like she is. Well, she's not a puncher. Yeah, well, now that she knows it burns calories, she's just going to hit everyone now. <laughs> Sweat four times. <laughs> that she so she just, like, like whispers that after she hits Sammy. I love this. I love this laugh. It, like she stiff arms him. It is. It is yeah. Shima Yeah, and style it, like open yeah. hand across the face. But it doesn't. But somehow that doesn't convince him. <laughs> <laughs> that he's doing she, the wrong thing. She doesn't get the uh, doesn't get the Chanel away from him, yeah. and then she uh, we get the transformation sequence, which as always is awesome. Mm-hmm. Did I talk about my uh, initial thoughts about the transformation sequence when I was a kid, or did I just talk about that with my girlfriend? I don't remember. Uh, no. Okay, so <laughs> I mentioned before. Uh, I know when Juliet was on the show, I mentioned that. Uh, I first heard of Sailor Moon in a magazine that I had read when I was like 13 called Flux that was a short-lived comics, video games, and heavy metal magazine. Uh, so imagine if if Wizard, like if it was Wizard when Wizard's parents weren't around. <laughs> <laughs> it was that level. Uh, but they had this big, uh, this big guide to anime in one of their... Uh, in one of their issues. And this was like, this would have been like 94, 95 when I got it. Uh, so anime was still like relatively like it, it was just becoming a thing that like nerds were really into, like that you had to go hunt down. And so they had like 50 series that were broken down with this, uh, like uh, these short descriptions. And one of the things they mentioned was they talked about sailor moon and they talked about the transformation sequence being about these schoolgirls. Who and they were naked in the transformation sequence, and I, I think the phrasing they used was that they were gradually enveloped by tight-fitting sailor uniforms. So it was sketchy as hell. That's, a, I mean, that's accurate. That's one way to put it. it. It was, but like, so this was a couple years before I actually saw Sailor Moon because I didn't see it until I was like fourteen. Like, like I guess that fall when it started on Cartoon Network. Because um, yeah, I got into Sailor Moon as a 14, 15 year old boy. Yeah, I was, uh, I was sixteen. So. Like you do. <laughs> yeah, li- like you do. Like is very common. That's sixty six percent of people. Yeah, on this <laughs> podcast told, right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I like went into it thinking that it was one of those things, and at that point, I feel like I had seen like Aiko or or something yeah. else where there was just like kind of casual nudity. Yeah, Aiko, yeah, yeah Aiko, uh, Aiko was one of the earlier ones I saw as well. And yeah. It definitely did. 
So I kind of assumed that like Sailor Moon, like the transformation sequence was like just straight up naked. Like Honey and Flash. Like, yeah, like like Cutie Honey, which I, I haven't seen yet, but I figured it was like the same thing. But because I was watching it on Cartoon Network, I thought that, you know, the way they get all silhouetted and they have like the, uh. <laughs> like the, the sort of rainbow uh, stuff. Galaxy, their bodies, yeah. Yeah, that they're, a, that they're a silhouette. Like, I thought that was like American censorship. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I, I was like, I legit thought like, oh, okay, I guess that's just how they changed it for America. You legit, like, so you were sitting there going, in, in Japan, they actually are showing 14, 15 year old girls stark naked. And I was like, I was like, around. man, like this. Wow. Like, I am, I am glad they changed this. <laughs> this, would, this would be super weird. And it wasn't until I was older that I realized like, no, like that magazine was written by sketchy dudes yeah yeah i mean <laughs> and to, overselling it to get the perv audience right they were they were doing the perv version and again it's relatively true and the american version was censored because originally basically there were like breast lines that you could see um like you know what i mean you could see the contours of where their breasts were and they erased that for the american version. very uncomfortable with that <laughs> Like just the phrasing. I, I, what, I don't know what else to call them. The is there a is there a, a technical term? I don't know what to use. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. No, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah because they, they have them on the costume too. Like uh, when I was I was drawing a picture of Sailor Moon at Heroes Con, and uh, I got Erica Henderson to draw the eyes because I forgot how anime works. <laughs> uh, and like she went into my drawing and she drew the uh, she drew the little line on the costume uh, for. The 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 bread the contours of the breasts. Uh, no, but I'm not talking about. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And she was like, "No, that's like a, that's part of the costume design. It's on there." I'm, like, I'm not oh, talking okay. about that. I'm not talking about that line. At the, I'm I'm ta- I'm talking about like right now. All you see it, is the outside of their body, and this this right. lines inside the body. Anyway, let's get into more detail about their. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my experience, like being a kid and being misinformed <laughs> about the transformations even to Sailor Moon. I remember thinking it was way more. That's awful. Because <laughs> again, I yeah, no having watching the American versions, and this was okay. I'm trying to think what year this would have been. This would have been 1996 or so that I was watching this, and we were we were so obsessed with it. And again, we were we were scouring the internet for any information and any stuff, including going into like AOL uh, chat rooms where people would be setting up servers so you could download things from each other, and people would have the Japanese transformation sequences, which have different music and then also would have the later scouts. And we would be like, Oh my God. And we would literally spend hours downloading like a 30 second transformation sequence because the internet was so slow back then. We would be like, Oh my God, (laughs) in like three hours, we'll be able to see what it looks like when Sailor Neptune transforms. It's going to be amazing. Uh, And we would wait around and wait around and be so excited. So Sailor Moon transforms. Hurrah. uh, With, (laughs) No nudity. No nudity. Well, <laughs> depends. <laughs> so, uh, and she rolls up into uh, Pet Store Perfume like a boss. Oh. Like she, she kicks in the door. Well, she doesn't kick in the door, but she like... The door opens, opens magically. because it, it, The door it's a, opens because it's, it's an automatic door. door. Yeah, it's a Star Trek door. Uh, and she, is, she has some uh, backlighting. Like there is a spotlight briefly behind her for no reason, which I guess is passing traffic, but it looks really cool. Uh, and she goes, I won't let you get away with treating people like this, and then launches into her talk, which is the, it is the most badass that uh, Usagi has acted in the show so far. Well, it's it's interesting, because every episode she has this little speech, 
and it's it it's it always kind of strikes me as funny what she chooses to to accuse them of because it's not just you're you know you're stealing energy and you're bad it's what is the detail like what so in this one it was uh that she was like using the love of cute pets against people uh yeah in the previous episode i remember she was like it was like a dream of fitness or like you know what i mean like she she's upset not that you're doing bad things like stealing energy it's it's that you would use that beautiful impulse to like cute things against people (laughs) i really like that about it though like i really like that that's what she's so concerned with because like at this point Usagi could give a crap about the <laughs> the moon princess. Like, she doesn't care. She's so she's so removed from it. It's just not it's not you know it's not centric to her daily life. But you know, cute pets and exercise and want to lose weight. That's that's totally more you know something yeah. that she deals with on a daily basis. You know. Yeah, it really is. Like you, she she is affronted by what is relevant to her, which I think is really cool. Like yeah. it's. it's she like that's exactly it like she's upset by like yeah like look i like cute pets why are you doing this to cute pets like i like i, I have to deal with this uh these body image issues all the time why are you making it worse you assholes i i really like i really like that about uh her motivation like her heroic motivation because it is uh it's so antithetical to Western superheroes, right. like American superheroes, who almost always have a motivating tragedy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Batman, Spider-Man, uh, e- even Superman, Superman really yeah. uh, tend to have those, like something happens to them that makes them want to go fight crime and fight for justice. Usagi doesn't. She is like recruited into it by a talking cat. She doesn't particularly, like she's not particularly <laughs> motivated to fight crime. Like she, she vaguely idolizes Sailor V after she knows who Sailor V is. So she makes her, she makes it relevant to stuff she cares about, which I, I think makes her really like, that's where a lot of her strong character work comes from. And it's one of the things that makes her really relatable that I really like about her. Like, yeah, yeah like, like, you know, people shouldn't be jerks to people who are trying to lose faith. Like, people, you know, people shouldn't be jerks. Like, people shouldn't use love notes for evil purposes. Like, I get it. Yeah, it's 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 more of a, you know, threat as opposed to, oh, constantly thinking about the greater good of the city or greater good of the world. You know, it's like, oh, no, this thing directly affects me. So, therefore, I'm going to have to deal with it. I can't avoid this, you know? <laughs> it's, a, it's a very small picture look at a very big yeah. picture thing that's going on, which I, I yeah. like a lot. Yeah. I, I love that because I love the idea that, like, oh, it's specifically realizing that, oh, we're going to, like, these villains are pinpointing, you know, things that happen that affect, you know, things that affect her daily life you know and i'm like oh that's kind of cool you know that it's something as minute and silly as you know love letters on the radio but at the same time like that's kind of cool it's same thing like you know and i'm sure later on it's gonna like appear soon it's like oh pop music or all that stuff you know it's like yeah it's gonna these are kind of cool like i don't know it's kind of cool to be like oh what is that thing you like and do every day is actually evil you know but then it's like oh no it's not actually evil these people just were trying to manipulate you you know yeah it, i i like that she's she goes against the thing like the things that are, are being exploited about her personality and as a stand-in for like teenage girls as a whole like things that would be exploited about all 
teenage girls. Like, yeah. I, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But no matter how badass she comes in, she immediately runs away. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, because all the people who have Chanelas are turned into monsters, including Shingo. Okay. I, uh, I, I want to talk about that really quick because I, that's one of the things I thought was kind of lame about the episode. Like I, I wanted them, and I know this is again, st- stupid, but tie it together a little bit. They have these adorable little pet things. And so what happens is they break in, everybody turns into lizards. What? Like, <laughs> not that I want them to turn into Chanelas necessarily, but even, even if they had revealed, Oh, you know, remember those cute things that you thought were cute. Those were secretly, creepy lizards and that's why everybody turns into lizards yeah they don't, they don't i, I, I ever don't do know that. why why the people turned into you know yeah <laughs> like into into the the monsters though i guess it's supposed to be kind of like the same thing with the first episode and the jewelry but i i kind of wish that the chanelas were all transformed into like monsters you know sure like yeah, it, t- it turns out they were not cute. They were like super gross, or, or or that they just stay the way they are. But they're they start like attacking, like being actually like actively attacking, <laughs> <laughs> like like a like a said, Monty Python thing, yeah, yeah Holy Grail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get one of my favorite moments in the episode where uh, like Usagi has learned the formula. Yeah, like Usagi, and I love that. I love that when characters on a show. Uh, this is something that almost never happens on Power Rangers, which is really frustrating for me. It's sure. something I love. Nobody ever figures out the formula. Let's start with the big mo- the big robot. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, hey, it's going to, like, they, they do it, like, I think in 800 episodes, there are, like, three where they go, like, there is one where the villain, like, the monster gets destroyed, and one of the villains goes, oh, man, our monster got destroyed. What are we going to do? And, uh, the other, like, the other bad guy goes, well, we're going to make it big, and then they're going to blow it off. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that Yusagi like runs away from these monsters and goes, "Oh man, it's about time for Tuxedo Mask to show up <laughs> and save me." And then, uh, and he doesn't, which is fun. And Luna goes, "Stop relying on others. Stop relying on other people." Uh, incidentally, Yusagi will be shortly be joining a team with four other people on it. But like, she first two needs weeks to grow. after uh, uh, Luna tells her to stop relying on others. And then she also realizes she can't use her tiara because it would kill her brother. Um, what's funny about that is that she she doesn't see... She's, they don't point out, I would kill a bunch of innocent people. <laughs> if her brother wasn't there, I guess she'd probably just kill them. But she goes, I can't kill... I can't do that. And my, like, my brother is there. Oh, but that's fine because she has a new superpower. <laughs> what a coincidence. Moon tiara, stardust. Yeah, which... This is the part that I think is kind of kind of bad because uh like you and again it's something that i think is common to uh a lot of uh like children's adventure shows whether it's it happens in power rangers happens in common rider happens in super sentai like everybody just goes oh yeah you've, you've got a new superpower there's no explanation for how it is developed no. there is no explanation for where it comes from but it's just like yep yep they they she's got a She's got a new superpower that, and Luna just told her, "Oh yeah, you can do this. You just have to say a different word, and this will happen," which I think is kind of cheap. Yeah, it is. It's so. I mean, it, why didn't you tell me that ahead of time? Uh, well, because you didn't need it. Yeah, but it's just nice to know. Like, <laughs> there's a <laughs> there, there's no reason not to not to have told her she has another superpower. Um, Luna's just withholding. Yeah, so uh, Usagi spins around, uh, says a slightly different word, gets no different animation for her mouth. 
No. <laughs> Which is just open the entire time. Well, they do uh, they, 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 the mouth, the mouths in this show are just open and closed mouths. They're not really very that is, well animated that is mouths in general. Uh, the tiara spins around like in a circle over the heads of the crowd, uh, turns them back into regular people. The Chanelas drop down. Uh, there's a really, really great shot, a uh, really, really well animated shot of uh, Usagi running through a door like to get out of the building and slamming it behind her. And then the the monster, the, the big lizard monster, just busting through the door. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, I always like to point out when there's like genuinely great animation on this show, because this episode, I think, on the whole is kind of meh, <laughs> but like that shot is awesome. And then, uh, and then she gets trapped by the monster, and then, <laughs> and then the monster, in in one of the poor uh, poorest uh, evolutionary designs that happened to monsters, uh, has a glowing spot that for its weakness. I was I remember before Luna called out the weakness, I I was watching and I said to my wife, "Why is that thing's butt glowing?" And then Luna goes, "Hit the, the base of the tail; it's the weakness." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, is was, this video, like game video game logic? Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> and there's, there is no explanation for why that would be. There is no, no explanation for, like, well, Usagi it, does not do anything to that monster to cause there to be a weak point. No. It's really, I like this episode, but it is sloppy. Yeah. Well, maybe because, like, uh, since that monster looks like a cat reptile and, like, the base of the tail is where cats, like, really like to be pet. Right, and, and they glow when you do that. <laughs> yeah, and they glow when you, when you pet them. So Luna was like, oh, I, I know. I see it. Also, it's a weird place for a weak point because if she's a lizard, like if you. Oh, yeah. Like if you chop off a lizard's tail, it just grows back. Like that's that's why Kurt Connors uh, right. decided to experiment with lizard DNA to grow his arm back. That is super weird. <laughs> uh, but so like it is like, again, the I, I, I like a lot of parts of this episode, but it is like on the whole, this entire villain uh, the fight with the villain, I think, is really sloppy and really poorly put together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Shingo uh, runs out oh, thinking that it's Sailor V who the rescued best. him. And uh, it turns out to be Sailor Moon. And, he's, and Shingo he's, starts talking about how cute she is. Yeah. And he, he goes all <laughs> fanboy on her. He wants her autograph because she's super cute. And instead, she takes advantage of the situation to solve her personal <laughs> problems. And says, "I first of all, says his name, which freaks him out. You know who I am? Uh, it says, yes, I need you to be nice to that cat Luna, uh, because I'm a cute girl and I said so. And there you go. And it 100% works. He is completely cured of his cat phobia by his crush on Sailor Moon. And the thing, the thing about this shot though, is that he's looking at her through a tinted car window. Yep. And there's a shot from over his shoulder where you see his point of view. You see, you saw uh, Sailor Moon, right? Yes. And it's just the back of her head. Mm-hmm. With her Odongos up, <laughs> anything that would distract you from from recognizing Usagi is on the front of her costume. The the jewels <laughs> in her hair, the tiara, the big you know the 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 big bow, the sailor uniform, all that is stuff you can only see from the front. From the back, the way he's looking for, it looks exactly like her sister, like his sister in her school uniform. It's magic. And he goes, he goes, how do you know my name? <laughs> Why do you know my sister's cat's name? Weird. <laughs> they have a magical distraction field on them. They, they, they certainly must. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think they might mention it. I, I, I'm actually not even kidding. I think they may, at some point in the first season, mention why people don't recognize them. Um, but we'll find out, because we're going to watch every episode. So in the end, he is not only nice to Luna, he's like super nice to Luna. He has no... He, he's feeding her ham. He's feeding her ham. They, from, from a plate. They don't even do that <laughs> thing where, where he's going, I'm trying because I like the girl, but it's but I hate it. Like, uh, uh, you, know what, you know what I mean? Like that thing they do in cartoons. Yeah, yeah. He's not even doing that. He's just totally like, hey, Luna, you're awesome. He's, Here, have some ham. Yeah. There's a he's, plate he's, with he's, side dishes on it. <laughs> he's, he fixed her a full plate. He, he, it is. He's, it's like he loves Luna. And, uh, and then the father says, from now on, we're going to be a family of five. Uh, Luna is part of the family. It's official. And, By the uh, way, what happens to that Chanella? Oh, dead. You, you don't see what happens to the Chanellas. They, oh, no, they just drop off the No, people. no, you do. I, 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 when I the like, monster like dies, the they turn to dust. The parents are just like, oh, yeah, you have that pet, so we should just trust you with this cat. <laughs> right, good point. The one, the one thing that you can say about the Sukino family is that they are very accepting of adding new members. That's yeah. For sure. <laughs> Letting new people live in their house. That is for sure. Well, this at, is a at recurring with, theme. At least with the the additions in the future, it's like, oh, we were hypnotized, you know? It's at least that's the excuse, but it's like it's like Luna, they're just like, well it's a cat, so I guess it lives here. Yeah. <laughs> Though I will say that's that's exactly how Alicia got a cat um when she was a kid. She stole her neighbor's cat. What? And what? Her par- <laughs> and that's ho- her- that's a, that is a horrible thing to do. No, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> her neighbors were terrible to this cat, and they kept doing shitty things to this cat, and they tra- treated it terribly, to the point where it kept coming to Alicia's home, and she fed it. And one day, she just was like, well, I'll just leave the door open. If it comes in, I'll- it comes in. And... She kept in her room for a couple days, and then her father goes, Alicia, do we have the neighbor's cat? Is that our cat now? And Alicia's like, well, I would like it to be. And he was like, okay. I guess we're a family of five now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was it was their cat now. So, so, so look, it happens. All right. <laughs> so uh, that is all for Scent of a Monster. Chanella will steal your love. D- does Chanella steal anyone's love in this? No, it took I advantage guess, of love. I guess they steal Usagi's love for Luna? No, what? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and, and the puppy. <laughs> you know, the puppy was not getting any love to begin with. That but I'm saying dead, it would have. If they, if, they <laughs> if they hadn't had Chanella's, they would have adopted that dog, which would have been a problem for Luna, so it's probably for the best. No, I think yeah. I think Luna and that dog team up. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to imagine that that dog dies. You you keep saying it. I don't know if you don't want to Look, imagine that. Is, that. Like, that is what that is the reality this show presents. Uh, oh, so Matt, meanwhile, all these kids who are just so distracted by these bunnies. Think of how many other pets that they could have been adopting did not get adopted. Yeah, statistically speaking, <laughs> there's like. There's like 40 Chanellas that get adopted. They're like all yeah, of Usagi's class, so, except for Naru and Usagi, have a Chanella. Yeah, Those kids so had to people. have pets that were neglected, like at best neglected for a day. Over the guys, of this episode. a day when she kills the monster, all the Chanellas turn to dust. Those kids are all listen. Those kids all freak out, going, "What the hell happened? Why did my pet spontaneously combust?" But they get over it and they pay more attention to their dogs again. It's fine. So uh, that brings us to the end of this episode, and it's time now 
for Sailor Moon Says, where we talk about what we learned, the life lessons that we got from this episode of Sailor Moon. Uh, Betty, you are our guest, so what did you learn from this episode? Uh, that cats are awesome. They, <laughs> they are I did the best not learn that lesson. <laughs> I, I they, learned- they are, they are awesome. They're, they're great, and I mean, at the end of the day, they, they just, just want to hang out with you. They're cool. Shingo needs to get over himself and just get fast forward to the end of the episode where he's feeding her ham. <laughs> if he if he weren't scared of cats, this wouldn't have been an issue. Why is he scared of cats? It's, it's some weird. some people are some people are scared of cats. I mean, I know a lot of people who are scared of either cats or dogs. Ranma is um, scared of cats. Yeah, Ranma's scared of cats. Okay, but, that, but, that, but that's because <laughs> that proves that's it. Because it's, that, that's because uh, his father traumatized him, threw him into a pit of cats. Right, 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 right. That's true. That doesn't happen to very so, many people. So, so maybe, maybe it happened to Shingo. <laughs> See, I learned, I learned something about cats too. I mean, I agree, cats are awesome, but I learned that cats are making concerted efforts to appear cute to us, which I hadn't realized. It's a conspiracy. They are tricking, tricking us into loving them. They're going, oh, this is what you do. You lick the hand like that. They're suckers for it. <laughs> what did you learn? Uh, I learned that you want to keep your uh, your arm stiff, uh, <laughs> slap from the shoulder, <laughs> use the elbow to get that torque. When you get the impact across your little brother's face, you want to have full extension, fingers wide. Uh, just don't be surprised if that does not make him act more kindly to your pet. <laughs> Sailor Moon oh. says... Uh, one last thing before we wrap up the episode. Uh, earlier, off mic, or off recording anyway, we were talking, uh, and Betty asked us about our theme song. And uh, we yes. realized that we uh, had... Please. Uh, yeah, because uh, I, I was catching up on some episodes, and I noticed the, the cool ukulele cover of the the in-between uh, sailor... Uh, what is this? The closing um, no, theme song? Is it's that what the, it is? It's the Moon Cosmic Power Transformation, is what it is. Uh, yes, yes, that's what it is. It's, the, it's the backing music of the transformation yep. sequence. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that we yeah we never mentioned wondering- on the podcast that that's that's me. That's that's me doing my cover of Moon Cosmic uh, Power because I love that song. I, basically, when I did a giant watch through, I, that's just that song kept getting stuck in my head, and I was like, I think I can do that one. I worked it out, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so. it's it's a really great it's a really great little cover. I feel like you should totally put that up on uh, on YouTube or on a. Uh, on MP3 forms for people to download. I will. I'll put a link to it up on the on the on the the Sailor Business website. Nice. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Sailor Business. Uh, thanks once again to uh, Betty Felon for joining us for these past two episodes. We really appreciate it. Uh, next week, we will be back with another episode called uh, Protect the Melody of Love. Usagi plays Cupid. That's going to be episode six. If you want to get a jump on it, you can watch it on Hulu, uh, which is what we are doing. Uh, thank you once again, Betty. And uh, you are on Twitter at Betty Felon. Where else can yes. people find you on the Internet? Um, and you can also go to my Tumblr, BettyFelon.com. And um, I'm usually Betty Felon on like all the other social media things too. So you can just search that and find me. I'm up on Twitter as uh, Crackshot with a zero for an O. And I am on Twitter, Twitter.com slash D-I-S-B. That's T-H-E-I-S-B as in... Um, uh, bunny? B, B as bunny. in Bunny. 
There we go. B is in bunny. Uh, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.